Westbrook Calling. It's time for Westbrook Calling, a weekly journal about the people who live and work at Westbrook Residential Care Facility. Westbrook, giving residents and staff an awesome place to be. And now here's the host of Westbrook Calling, Martha Armstrong. Good afternoon. This is Martha Armstrong with Westbrook Calling. We're on 102.7 KPGZ Radio here in Kearney, and we're, we're going to do something just a little bit different today. A year ago, I was asked to uh, help in Clinton County, Plattsburgh, Missouri, which is up in Clinton County. I was asked to help with some of their celebrations that they did at Christmas time. And I actually did a presentation in one of the homes there that they had decorated for Christmas that they had on their homes tour. And it was a relative of mine who had the home, and we had discussed this person that uh, was kind of a, oh, I don't know what you want to call him, somebody that lived in the, in the area up there years ago, and it was a very unique person and was remembered by so many people, but yet the last 20 or 30 years, the younger people coming in, moving in, did not know the story. So if you would mention Santa Claus, Clinton County, we called him uh, Santa Claus Shaver, was what he was called. And no one will live longer in the memory of Clinton County people than R.A. Shaver. He knew, as few ever knew, the meaning of the scripture, which reads, Man shall not live by bread alone. When a mother who lacked the vision to see anything but the physical needs of her children told him he should give the children shoes, gloves, dresses, things that would do them some good instead of dolls, engines, or other toys, he replied, How do I know that the doll will not be more useful to her and do her more lasting good than anything she could wear no matter how badly she needs the wearables? Joy and good cheer are worth as much as something to wear. Santa Claus, or Raleigh A. Shaver, was born in Clinton County, January 28, 1872. He was educated in the public schools there and also attended Plattsburgh College, which a lot of people don't realize there was a college in Plattsburgh, Missouri at that time. He was in farming and became one of the leading and most successful stockmen of the county. He wanted to... uh, do something that was a little bit more than just accumulating wealth. And one of the stories that I heard that he gave, that he told about how it became important to him to do this, we wanted to know what led him into beginning and carrying on this custom that keeps 2,000 children looking forward with eager enthusiasm to his annual visit. He told me several things, but he didn't confess the actual reason right away. His grandfather was R.S. Morgan and had quite a bit to do with it, he said. When I was just a little shaver, walking down the street with him one day, he saw across the street a small boy with a very sore toe. He was limping and just, oh, he was so downtrodden. Grandfather said he felt sorry for the youngster and asked me to call him over. He gave the boy a small coin, a dime, or it may have been a quarter, I don't know. That little fellow forgot all about his sore toe. Probably it didn't bother him any more that day. I have never forgotten the impression I got then of the power of the kindly little gift to create happiness. There were several, I think at the time he started, there were uh, 62 schools, one-room schoolhouses in the county of Clinton. 
and he would start working. He, he bought all these toys wholesale. He started working at the beginning of the year. He would work all year getting these things together, and he would, the day after Thanksgiving, he would start distributing these toys. And it would, he would start then, and it would take him until the last day of school before Christmas to hand out a gift personally to each schoolboy or girl in the county. When he drove up to a school with his gifts, it would take recess. Mr. Shaver would carry in a big box of all sorts of toys, and they would be unpacked and arranged along the benches and desks. Then the scholars would form in line and walk slowly past the gifts there that they could choose from. When a toy or a doll was taken, another just like it from the truck would be taken in its place. In that way, each boy or girl would get what he or she had been wishing for. They discovered in the school that their attendance through November was always perfect attendance. They didn't have hardly anybody because they weren't always sure what day Mr. Shaver Santa Claus was going to come. So they had excellent attendance, which fell off tremendously after that. He discovered as he would go from school to school and year to year, he learned each year, he learned more things about what he was doing. But he discovered that the boys and girls did not want Santa Claus to bring them useful things like gloves, dresses, caps, or shoes. The boys wanted sleds, skates, pocket knives, watches, or trains. The girls wanted dolls or toilet sets, which would be like a, a mirror and a comb and a brush and a little hair receiver, little perfume bottles. One very cold Christmas, as he was distributing his gifts, a little girl who had no gloves had exposed her hands to the cold so that they were badly frostbitten. But when Mr. Shaver arrived with his gifts that day, do you think she got gloves or mittens? No, sir. She went right to the little pile of dolls and hugged it to her as she went back to her seat. From experiences like these, Mr. Shaver concluded that whenever a boy or girl selected something useful, like a sweater or a pair of stockings, the student had been told by his parents to do so, to make sure they picked something useful, not something frivolous. He saw them looking longingly at the toys and then take the article of the wearing apparel, so he quit taking things like that at all. A mother told him once when her little girl selected a doll that would go to sleep and wake up again that she would rather he give the girl a pair of shoes for she needs them and she does not need the doll. But he answered saying, I'm not trying to please you. I'm trying only to please your little girl and she is going to get the thing that will give her the most happiness whether it is useful or not. My experience with thousands of children have taught me that the joy a doll will put into the heart of a little girl is worth far more than the comfort a pair of shoes, a warm, comfortable sweater, or a pair of warm stockings would bring to her.
Westbrook Care Center in Kearney, where caring comes naturally. I'm so pleased to know Mom is in caring and loving hands. It's comforting to know she's receiving the very best in medical and physical care. And I'm very happy to know the staff at Westbrook cares for my mom as much as I do. I'm so thankful for them every day. Caring at Westbrook Care Center seems to come so naturally. Mom really loves the experience of independent living, as well as the -the round-the-clock care available at Westbrook. Westbrook Care Center, winner of the Best Assisted Living Facility Award in 2018 by SeniorAdvisor.com. The address is 401 South Platte Clayway in Kearney, Missouri, and the phone number is 816-628-2222. Westbrook Care Center, where caring comes naturally. Westbrook Calling, and we're going to continue with the story of Santa Claus Shaver, who was in Clinton County, Plattsburgh, Missouri, serving the one-room schoolhouses. His fame as a benevolent Santa Claus soon spread far beyond the bounds of Clinton County, and many letters asking for help were received by him. It was his custom to read them all and to answer only the few that appealed strongly to his sympathies. Of all the hundreds to whom he sent money, not one ever deceived or cheated him. Of the many letters received, one came from a Baxter Springs, Kansas woman who asked him to lend her $5. Her letter indicated that she lived in extreme poverty and the only way she and her crippled husband could make anything at all was by cutting firewood with a cross-cut saw. She went on and she would work on one end and he on the other. He kissed the $5 bill goodbye as he sent it to her. She wrote him, thanking him for it, and said she would repay when she could. Three years passed, and no word came from her. Then a later letter came with a postal money order for $5 enclosed, and a letter saying that this was the first chance she had had to repay the loan. Mr. Shaver was so touched by her honesty that he sent the $5 right back to her, and she replied at once, thanking him for it, and saying, I've not had a dress for years, but have been making my clothes out of feed sacks. Now I will spend $3 of this five for a new dress and will buy a small bib with the, uh, with the balance. Mr. Shaver's charities were not limited to Christmas time. He said nothing about it, but was known that he helped many young men and women through college and some to get started in business. He bought playground equipment for the school children of Plattsburgh. He established school gardens at one time gave $2,000 to the high school at Plattsburgh and many other requests that he gave. Mr. Shaver never had children of his own, and as he prospered in life, he saw that it would be foolish for him to hoard up more than he needed or to waste it in useless extravagances. He spent a good deal of time planning how to make money, but he also gave as much serious thought on how to use his money as on how to make it. He had a share-your-wealth philosophy of life and often said he wouldn't get half as much fun piling up money as he got from giving it to others. There was a newspaper article that came out in the La Plata, Missouri, article about Mr. Shaver in December 17, 1925. And one of the things that the, the reporter said, he says, I wanted to know what led him into business. And that's when he told him about the, seeing the little boy with the, the sore toe. Then he went on and said... Uh, that he, he wanted to 
to explain a little bit further about why he did what he did. In his heart, he wasn't interested in practical reasons. He gets up early on stormy and cold winter mornings, loads his truck, and when he started, it was horse and buggy. And by the time he ended his career doing this, he was, did have a truck by that time. And he hurries to get some of the far-distant schoolhouses by 9 o'clock. Not to teach lessons to the children, nor to improve them. He goes because for months they have been expecting him in delicious anticipation and because he enjoys the delighted grins of pure happiness that every gift brings. Why, he demanded almost explosively, why, that's just two dollars. When a small a sum will buy a little bit of complete happiness for a child, that's two dollars. That's his reason. He likes to see the kids grin. I had a cousin who was about 30... 30 years older than I, and when he uh, was about six years old, he was attending one of the schools close to Lathrop, and he received a sled from Santa Claus Shaver, and I still have that sled to this day, and I use it for decorating at Christmas. One of these days, I'm going to donate it to the museum at Plattsburgh so they can have it with their other thing information and other things that they have about Santa Claus Shaver. Mm-hmm. 